Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to the final inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. And I got to tell you, folks, two weeks of NASCAR racing in the books. This is Dennis Michelson, Laurie Monroe from Racetalkradio.com, bringing you your NASCAR fix on the final inspection. And after two weeks, folks, I have a pressing question for Miss Laurie Monroe. Oh, and what's your pressing question? Laurie, what the heck makes a good race nowadays? I'm I'm at a loss. I'm, we're two weeks in, and I'm not a very happy NASCAR fan right now. You know what makes a good race? Obviously, Ford's right now. Oh, my goodness. Two for two, two for two, two, for two and it's just beginning. It's just beginning. Well, I'm having a hard time figuring stuff out here because – I look at the penalties that were handed down this weekend and also the penalties that weren't handed down that probably should have been handed down. Here's my big problem. Kevin Harvick had that one, that race won, correct? Pretty much, yeah, you would think. Austin Dillon had an obvious issue with his car, correct? This is correct, yep. He had plenty of time to get it off the track and onto pit road and chose to stay out. That's probably what Pop Pop told him to do. (laughs) So if you stay out on the track with a car that is not functioning and you cost another team the win, shouldn't you get some sort of a penalty? This has been going on since the dawn of time, though. It's not like it's the first time it's happened. But it's manipulating. What, did you have Lenny riding on Harvick or something? Why are you so it's, hostile? It's manipulating the outcome of a race. But this is what they do. They've been doing this forever. Why, why would you suddenly take offense to what Dylan did? Other well, than the fact that his hat usually covers his eyes. But that's another story. That's uh, too much hat. If, what, why, is this so, why are you so wound up about that? This has been going on forever. Because the yeah, penalties sure. don't. It, you know, if he was a. You know, uh, I'm going to be a really good racer friend to all my friends on the track. And the minute my car sputters, I'm wheeling it right down the apron and I'm getting out of everybody's way because I'm a nice guy. Nice guys don't win. I'm sorry. Well, here's... And, uh, Listen, if if Dylan was driving for you, would you not make this guy do everything conceivably possible? It's a battery issue, obviously, with their, you know their cat-sized batteries, these guys have to go out there and try, at least even make an effort to look like they're trying to do everything conceivable to get this car rolling at uh, its normal rate. I think he did the right thing. You don't have to be an Austin Dillon fan or anything like that to realize this guy just did the right thing. I don't know. I don't know. know. Listen, it could have sputtered a couple times, you know, maybe who knows. And next thing you know, it's it's off and running again. I, I I do not begrudge a driver for doing what Dylan did. See, here, when I put it into perspective with the other penalties this week that NASCAR issued, I am totally confused about the sport. 
you had a guy in A.J. Allmendinger who was three laps down, okay? Yes. Not a contender to win. He had some loose lug nuts after the race. He gets a $65,000 penalty, loses 35 points, and his crew chief is suspended for three races. And no dessert. Don't forget that. No dessert. Meanwhile, in the Xfinity series, you've got the winning car that fails post-race inspection. They give him a $10,000 fine, and they say that the win is encumbered. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, and they have said it over the last few years, the fact that that is not the premier series, that's the Xfinity series, the penalties are different. And yeah, I totally understand this is an encumbered win until they start taking away the wins from these drivers. They're just going to keep doing this. And, you know, they'll do whatever they can get away with. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but... They keep their win. They're just going to keep doing it. And the race at Atlanta, there was almost no passing for the lead. You're just like a Debbie Downer over this. All weekend. Well, here's my problem. Listen it wasn't, to you. It you wasn't something. just. You need something. It wasn't just in the Cup Series. It was in all series all weekend long. Three races worth of whoever got the lead on the restart got out to about a three- or four-second lead in a few laps. Welcome to the reality of NASCAR in the last few years. Is this, good, I know. Is this good racing, though? I don't think well, it is. Well, why do you think they put in these artificial uh, stage deals? Why not just fix Hello? the cars? Why well, not why just not another, fix Well, they're never the going to fix the cars. You know that. This is why they have to have stages, caution clocks, hit the wire, have a mouse run across the track. It's, I don't understand it. It's like this Band-Aid on top of another Band-Aid. I get it. I don't know. I don't know why they're not doing anything more with these cars. You tell me. Yeah, see, I'm so confused by what I'm seeing because then we hear that in 2018, we are probably going to get a road course race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We're not. They're not doing that. They are not doing that. Then why are they saying that they're widening the track and doing all these safety enhancements to the road course if they're not planning on doing this? This was NBC Sports reporting this this week. Well, I heard all the talk this week about this, saying this was possible. They might be announcing this yesterday or the day before. And I was sort of had my ear to the wire and I'm thinking, okay, are they really going to do this? And then I read that they had no mention of that, whether they're going to announce this further down the line. I don't know. But as far as I know, both races at Charlotte are going to be on the, on the big oval. Good. Good. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. I am so glad because here's my reaction. I remember all these great finishes at Charlotte. And then I see the fans when this is announced saying, oh, that's great. Road course racing is great. We need more road course racing. Well, I don't have a problem with more road course racing when it happens on a road it's course. It's on a road course, yeah. I get it. I know, me too. Unbelievable. So yeah. just very confusing what we're seeing and hearing in the NASCAR news this week. And maybe I need another malarkey sandwich or something I to get me I think you really need mood. a double shot of malarkey sandwich with extra, I don't know, mustard or something. 
Speaking of double shots, we got a double header racing weekend there at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway last Saturday. The Xfinity and the trucks on the same day. It didn't seem to sell any more seats. Are these double headers a good idea or not? Well, it might not have sold more seats, but I think in the long run, it probably saved somebody a whole lot of money having this all compacted into one day instead of having a Friday night truck race, which it should have been, and then Saturday Xfinity. Um, I think they probably teams or just track workers. I think this was a money-saving opportunity, and even though as a fan sitting at home watching – you might not have wanted to sit there for 11,000 straight hours and watched racing, but I actually prayed for rain. I thought, oh, God, if it rained, we could at least get something in, you know, get the Xfinity race in at night or something. That would have been kind of fun. But it would be a long day if you're a fan sitting in the stands or, or just watching at home. I just don't know how they can captivate people for, for 10 hours in a stretch. It's impossible. It seemed like overkill to me. It's and almost like they've admitted, okay, nobody's watching, nobody's here. We'll just run everything in one day and get it over with. It's like they just want to get it over with. I did hear a track president once remark um, that he could actually profit more off of an Xfinity and Truck Series weekend when Cup isn't in town by not having the grandstands open because it costs them more to run the facility than it's really worth in making an additional profit. They make all their profit off the TV. Yeah, that makes sense. It's crazy, but I'm not so sure that I love these double headers, but yeah, uh, I was not a big fan of it myself at all. Very interesting as well. Well, Laurie Monroe, it is that magical time of the week. Wow. Yes, indeed, folks. I hear that, yeah. The segment's so popular, it now needs its own theme music. It is time to blow up some stills. Laurie Monroe, tell the folks at home what this is all about. Well, to the folks at home, as everybody with a still in their backyard knows, they are under scrutiny by somebody probably wanting to shut them down, blow it up, etc. Well, we're blowing up somebody still today, each of us, and uh, because something has irked us over the uh, over the weekend. And the fans can get involved as well. You do not have to be, you know coherent with how to use explosives. We'll take care of that part for you. Yeah, you don't have to be, you know, stirring your your slop or anything. No, No, something's bothering you. You let us know, and we may just blow it up for you here on the final inspection. So, Laurie Monroe, do you have a still that needs blowing? Yes, and its name is Kyle Larson. I just don't understand what is going on with Kyle Larson? This kid is getting so close to winning, and then he just throws it all away. And I just, I don't know. It, uh, it's very frustrating to see somebody so close like he was last weekend in Atlanta, running his line, doing good, and then just basically seems to pull over and let Kozlowski get him. I don't get it. It's frustrating. If I was Chip Ganassi, I would probably be sending Kyle Larson to bed without dessert as well. 
<laughs> That's a good idea. And I could not believe. Like, did you believe what you saw? Oh, I. it was like he was throwing the race. It, it was. Yeah, I know. This, it, this seems to happen weekly with him right now, even though we're only two weeks into the season. It was as if he bet on Brad Keselowski to win. And, <laughs> and he wanted to make there's, sure it happened. my guy. <laughs> you know, this was, did he play him in Yahoo Fantasy Racing and <laughs> want to make sure he gets the bonus points? I mean, what was going on here? Let's see, trophy, bonus points. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let Brad have this. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I could not believe how bad he threw that one away. It you just... know, maybe Kyle's been playing that uh, game, whatever that TV commercial is, where Logano, they think it's Logano oh, doing yeah. something, and it's... Maybe he's been playing that too long. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. I'm just very confused by what I saw. It, it made no sense for him because all race long, he was not up on the high side. He Crazy. was racing it's on like the low just, side. He slipped. He went back into his old routines. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely like got, crazy. He, and the thing is, when you listen to him on the radio, because they played his radio afterwards, it's like he just basically convinced himself that Brad was going to get around him. He oh, overthought yeah. everything. He yeah. Overthought. Yeah, it was just like a big oops. You know, yeah, oh, I, I didn't see that one coming. I thought he was, was going that was horrible. I I think you've got a good one there. Uh, my still blowing. I'm up on. Uh, I'm mad at NASCAR fans this week. You're always mad at NASCAR fans. But I'm really mad at NASCAR fans <laughs> well, this week. Okay. It, because the racing in Atlanta was not Atlanta quality. We used to see great finishes there. We used to hear about Daryl Waltrip and the old rubber band theory you know you can't get out to a big lead here at atlanta motor speedway because that old rubber band it just bring you right back to the leaders you know we didn't see any of that we saw guys in all of the series going out and dominating yet the fans are acceptive uh, accepting of this being the new normal in nascar racing so i'm mad at nascar fans but it is the new normal, and the new NASCAR fans never saw Daryl Waltrip race. They don't even know he was a racer. They think he's a TV guy. Yeah, it. This is sad. We see great when highlights. When the last time you saw the rubber band? <sighs> it's like been about half these people were born, Michelson. Been at least six or seven years until we seen Atlanta race like Atlanta. It's sad. But so they... who are you mad at? The fans or Atlanta? I'm mad at the fans for being accepting of allowing this racing to be the new normal. It, it, you know, my first reaction, they're saying, oh, we don't want to do anything to the pavement. Tear it up. Start all over. Put a jump on the backstretch. Do anything to liven this up because this race weekend, it's not Atlanta anymore. And that's got me concerned. But I have to admit, Kyle Larson's got me even more upset because you just need to be have that killer instinct to win these races, and he doesn't anymore. So I don't think there's any doubt Kyle Larson okay. needs to win this week. What do yeah, you think? He really does. He this kid needs to win. He needs so to win. So we blowing the, up Larson. He needs to win the race on Sunday, but right now he's getting blown up. 
You're listening to 105.7 The Fan. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final inspection. 105.7 FM. Dennis and Lori talking NASCAR on a Saturday afternoon. And it is time to hit the NASCAR news items of the week. The big news, NASCAR and Sirius have extended their agreement through 2022. A long extension for the Sirius guys. That's long. I guess uh, I guess I'll have to be renewing some more uh, equipment in my future at some point. <laughs> I can't it's... tell you how many serious receivers I have in different states of uh, different repair. Yeah, it's crazy. Good. good for them. But a long, long uh, distance uh, agreement here for another five years for NASCAR. And serious. I was kind of wondering where that would go now that there's only one satellite uh, radio group, but uh, definitely did get done. Also in the news, well, the uh, NASCAR folks out in Las Vegas and the big announcement this week, Vegas will have a second race starting next year in 2018. New Hampshire lost their date. Um, oh, I don't know, Laurie. Should New Hampshire fans be worried that they might be going the way of Rockingham and North Wilkesboro? I don't know. I think maybe like we saw what happened at California, having just one date, I think, could just up the attendance, make it even a bigger show than than trying to spread it over, spread it out over a couple. I know it's never good to to lose a date, but it could make the 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 date that's left stronger. I don't know. It. Uh, I think Vegas, of all places, to have a second date is probably as good of any. It's a triple header, I guess, like uh, like what they've got going already. But um, it's it's an interesting place. If it's got bad weather, which is, I suppose, a rarity, fans can go watch Carrot Top. There's a lot to do there. There you go. And uh, I think they will hold on to their one date in New Hampshire. But $2 million in new sponsorship, um, this was a no-brainer decision on the business side for sure. Speaking of business, Business Insider ranked Danica Patrick as the eighth highest paid female athlete in the world. Wow, that's a lot of uh, biscuits you're not going to get. She's ahead of Ronda Rousey. The okay. the beat them up until they stop bleeding and can't <laughs> take it anymore. The top seven female athletes in the world, all tennis players. One is the players. Williams, right? All tennis players, and Serena Williams yeah. leads the list. Yeah, Were I you figured su- she'd have to be up there. Were you surprised that Danica cracked that list at number eight? Um, You know... I probably would have assumed she'd be in the top 10. Uh, you know, good for her. I think that's a great thing. But um, that's that's pretty big, you know. It is She's a, a big, big deal. Name. That is a big deal. And, yeah. and what is really Im- impressive is next to tennis, like there were other tennis stars that didn't make it ahead of Danica, including Serena's sister. Um, finished behind Danica Patrick, 
All the rest tennis players, that really surprised well, me that there wasn't what? another type of athlete in there, maybe a soccer player or something. Well, yeah, but excuse me for my ignorance, but what other sports are women really in since I well, don't follow anything? Well, there is a pro basketball league for women now, but they get paid but much, much less. Mu- paid multi-million dollars. Oh, there'd be golf. What about golf? Yeah, there'd be golfers, but there are apparently none crack the top ten list. But they're are all serious. All tennis, and I thought maybe a few track and field stars, but it's not an Olympic year, so maybe that has huh. a has an effect there. But you're right. It, there aren't a lot of really, really popular women's sports that would pay yeah. off big time. So. so all you parents out there, you better get your little daughters tennis rackets or a racing helmet. Very good advice, Lori Monroe. Just, you know, unlike my parents who didn't listen to me, just leave the horses alone. There you go. <laughs> a, a cost center versus a revenue center every time. <laughs> Smart business decision. Also in the NASCAR news, the NASCAR Hall of Fame announced their five new nominees to be added to the list. And still no Smokey Eunuch. I know. That that is just, it's shocking. But then again, it's not shocking. Because I truly believe that before Smokey Eunuch is even given the, the time of day, they're going to let in everybody who's ever made one start. They're going to let in everybody who's ever sold a hot dog at Martinsville. They're going to let in some fans because I just don't understand why when they're trying to celebrate some of these innovators like Ray Evernham and all that group, why, oh, why, why can't they let Smokey Eunuch at least be considered? That's just craziness. It doesn't make any sense, and it just looks petty. It start, and I don't mean Richard. It just is looking really dumb at this point. I can understand if you didn't want him in in the first 20 or whatever you want, but not even to have him on the nominee list when he is on every single video oh, yeah. of, of any driver in the Hall of Fame from that era. It, it just makes no sense. And this isn't taking away from five very – well-deserved nominations, Joe Gibbs, Roger Penske, Red Farmer, one of the Alabama gang, another one of the Alabama gang, Davey Ellison, and Bobby Labonte all on the list, um, all worthwhile nominees. There's not a single one there that I, I don't think belongs on the list, but they got to move over and make room. Somebody's got to make room for Smokey Eunuch because he should have already been in the Hall of Fame, let alone yeah. not even on the nomination list. Yeah, before there's no more people left on the planet, please, oh, please, just listen to Smokey. Get past whatever he did to tick you off, NASCAR, because that's the only reason. Well, Laurie Monroe, Viva Las Vegas for the Cup Series this weekend. Who is your pick to win? My pick for Viva Las Vegas, I am going to go with Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth, and I'm going to pick your guy that you've been picking each week. I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick. He's you got go ahead. to get lucky one of these weeks. But Ken Har- Kevin Harvick is my pick at Las Vegas uh, versus uh, Matt Kenseth. So two very, very good 
picks indeed. Well, folks, that's going to do it for the NASCAR segment here on the final inspection. But don't you go nowhere. Mr. Steve Zotke will return. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.